podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red. It's not lunchtime and I'm not Dave Hendrick and I'm sure immediately that half of you have turned off in disappointment. However, I'm just trying to bail a brother out while he's uh, on his road back to joining us again on Wednesday. So I said I'd step in and have a go at this show to give you guys a little bit of content. I'll probably make a bolt of it uh, in terms of trying to emulate Dave's uh, usual ramblings, but I will do my best uh, and we'll go through a few of the different stories in the Liverpool world on a day in which, see how I did that, on a day in which I found myself still absolutely flattened in terms of my mood after the gutless display that we witnessed against Bournemouth. And it's interesting to read the comments of people after the game. I can imagine an awful lot of eyebrows were being raised by you lot out there as you read Trent saying, um, let me just quote him here. Um, but every team in the league is fighting for something, so it means a lot to get three points. And I think looking back on it now, they probably wanted it more than us. And that is something that is unacceptable. And we need to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. But this kind of thing has been happening all season. It's exactly this type of thing that's been happening all season. Maybe not as egregious in terms of the lack of effort, uh, commitment, intensity, all those fancy words that we regularly have associated with this group of players over the years. But it has been a pattern. Um, Jim Boardman and I talked on Raw immediately afterwards and I kind of mistakenly said I don't recognize these guys and I, I meant in the bigger picture um, compared to what we've been watching from them for all their careers up till this season um, the vast majority in terms of application and intensity and all those things uh, and Jim quite rightly pointed out that you know it is actually very familiar because it's happened so much this season and it, it's quite recognizable because there is a pattern of it this season and it's been hard to take. Um, I know the manager had things to say as well. Let's have a look at what Jurgen had to say. He said the game was pretty much the opposite of what we wanted to show and to do today. I think we played for pretty much 95 minutes. The game Bournemouth wanted to play and a few minutes, maybe a few moments. We did the stuff we wanted to do actually. Um, and again, these kind of statements, they sound uh, to me, like they're coming from a guy who doesn't really fully understand what's happening. And this is not clock bashing at all. But I do think that that man is as confused as we are. Uh, I do think that there's um, something far greater 
that is sort of out of whack, out of kilter, then the things that some people have tried to lean into exhaustion after last season, um, you know, uh, ex- excess minutes and the likes, all those kind of things that people were trying to lean into as excuses. They just don't really wash because tiredness is not attitudinal. Tiredness is a physical trait, but there is an attitudinal issue, in my opinion, on the weekend. Of course, doing a super job, fair play to your Reds, of ruining our weekend. Uh, you know, uh, the early kickoff on Saturday does set you up beautifully, doesn't it, for um, a lot of misery in its wake uh, if the lads don't do the business. And they were so, so bad. It was so, so bad that you don't need me and want me going back over it, bar those few sentences. And I didn't want to talk about that. I can just imagine people rolling their eyes at what Trent was saying and maybe some sympathy when you read what Jürgen has to say. Maybe not. I'm not sure where people are at with all of this at this stage. It seems like you must... Uh, embed yourself firmly in uh, one of the uh, many camps. Um, if you've heard me on podcast before, you know that that's not the kind of daftness that I'm into. So I'm just going to have a little look at some of the Liverpool stories in inverted commas that are doing the rounds. And I know Dave usually takes a look at This Is Anfield. So we will start there. And on This Is Anfield, the top stories they have. Let's see, what have we got here? Um, how Jurgen Klopp can learn from Bill Shankly's rebuild 50 years later. Oh, this could be. This is from Sam Milne. Um, Bill Shankly's revered for instigating Liverpool's long-term success since the 1960s. However, he didn't have it all his own way at Anfield. Within three years of arriving at Merseyside, the Scott guided Liverpool to promotion. Then, just two years later, the Reds won their first top-flight title in 17 years. Jurgen Klopp took over Liverpool, also needing to instill a new mentality at the club. Let me see, where does he go with this? Let's get to the meat of this. In a similar way to Shankly, Klopp has helped the club evolve with the training ground move to Kirkby and the in a bid to better integrate the academy with the first team. Okay, he's going the long way around this. How Shankly rebuilt after a stellar few years in which Liverpool won their f- first FA Cup, reached the European Cup semi-finals, and won the league twice. Shankly's first great team was were in decline. By 1970, Liverpool had gone three years without a trophy, and the Ayrshire-born boss decided it was time for a change. And he goes on to outline what he did. Um, the likes of Roger Hunt, Ian St. John and Ron Yates being dropped out of the side while Stevie Highway comes in, John Toshak, Emlyn Hughes and Brian Hall. Now you were talking there in, in those last four names of four of the absolute greats of the club history. So <laughs> if we're going to do a, an overhaul a la Shanks, we're going to have to be getting in some serious, serious caliber footballers because you know, um, Toshak, Hughes, Stevie Highway, Brian Hall, these, these guys, you know, they're, they're legends for a reason. So it will obviously depend on recruitment, but give that piece a read and see what you make of it. Um, another one there, 19 games, six wins, 10 defeats. Liverpool have a huge away problem to solve. I was looking at some of these stats during the week. Again, this is Sam. 
Sam Milne and he takes us through the catalogue of horrors um, Liverpool's Premier League away record this season played 13 won 3 drawn 3 lost 7 scored 13 whilst conceding 20 that's a minus 7 goal difference and of course all done in that horror show ridiculous thing that they've been wearing whilst playing away so yeah that's a grim read, I imagine. I'm not sure I'm going to read that in its entirety. And I'm certainly not going to read it now. But fair play to you, Sam, for taking us through the darkness there. And another one. Liverpool wastes another get-out-of-jail-free card with four crucial games up next. And this time it's Scraggy, Stephen Scragg, um, who's always worth reading. Um Fantastic writer is Stephen, and he talks about how we should have seen it coming after humiliating Man United at Anfield. This consistently inconsistent Liverpool side wasted a get-out-of-jail-free card, and he goes on to talk about what's remaining um, and break down the underachievement a little bit and look at what we have left in terms of trying to recover it. Section there called the month of all months. He said, we will resume our disjoint admission against Man City at the end. He had an unenviable fixture, which will be swiftly followed by a trip to Chelsea and the visit of Arsenal. <laughs> That's mental. That's just mental. And of course, the small matter of the um, Champions League game against Real Madrid coming up um Wednesday night. Now you guys are going to be hearing this on Tuesday. I'm recording it Monday night. So it's not your lunchtime catch up. Um, but you know, whatever. It's, it's a thing for you to listen to and hopefully it's not going to be too awful. Um, I want to have a quick look at what's on anfieldindex.com and then we might just have a, f- a look at a few random stories as well. Um, I want to keep this to the right kind of time for you guys as well. Uh, so let's have a look at what's on anfieldindex.com. Okay. First one is away form mentality is monstrous. And that's a, a nice title. Fair play. Um, that's by Dave Davis. Uh, my, uh, transfer podcast chum and he's talking there about the horror show of the away uh, record and and probably going to echo an awful lot of those stats that were in that previous one we mentioned Um, so that's obviously going to be worth a read if you're feeling particularly sadistic and you want to (laughs) you want to wallow in the horrors Um, let's have a look this one which fringe players to be loaned, sold, or retained. Okay, okay. This is the kind of thing I can imagine Hendrick spending at least half an hour on um, as all of these players are picked out and assessed in this way by Stephen Smith, um, who does like to write an article, does Stephen. And he goes through an awful lot of the guys here. Um, Kelleher, Ramsey, Nat Phillips, Bacetich, I got to read what he says, but Bachelet. This young man needs to remain the first team picture with a role as fourth or fifth choice midfielder. A full midfield there, three should be signed. That will take the pressure off teenage, the teenage Spaniard shoulders. Verdict to keep and mold into an elite level player. Okay. Well, if that's a sample of this article, that's just good common sense from young Smith there. So fair play. Um, give that a look. Um, it's the kind of article I think people like to get their 
teeth into. There's also lesson le- lessons learned from Bournemouth. Um, I mean, yeah, lessons learned from Bournemouth. That's Dave Davis. Uh, and again, it's going to be one of the darker reads. And uh, if you look at um, his last paragraph, Dave is clearly in tandem with me when he he's talking about the major issue because he talks about his last paragraph is entitled Attitude Issues. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting one to have a look at as well. And I'll just pick one more from the site. Tony Evans' latest for the website is You're the luckiest generation of Liverpool fans ever. All right, that is an interesting take from Tony because... I felt a little bit luckier when I was a young fella, I'll be honest, Tony. But, you know. Oh. Okay. I've just seen the last line. Um, let's hope Jurgen and the boys are cycling in a circle and getting angrier and angrier. Bollocks, he says. Whatever happens from now on, we beat Manchester United 7 0. It's not quite die happy time, but it's sudden close. Uh, yeah, I, for me now, that's, I, I, I'd like to talk to Tony about that. Cause for me, that's just, that gives me no consolation at all. Uh, all, all I want to do is, is, is just win things. And that's been the problem here, you see. Um, it's not that it's not about entitlement. I, I really don't think it is. I mean, I've clearly with some of the lunatics that follow our club, but clearly it is about entitlement. I mean, we have some of the greatest muppets. To ever, ever crawl from under whatever rocks they emerge from, uh, standing under the same banner as us. They're all over Twitter. They're doing pieces to camera. They're doing watch alongs and the like. Some absolute lunatics. And obviously then there's a whole sort of spectrum of opinions from just incredibly ropey and dubious to, you know, uh, solid and logical and I just for me it's not it's not about this idea of entitlement you know didn't we have a great day out when we beat the Manx what do you want that just doesn't do it for me that's not what I consider the club to be about it never has been and my take always has been for what it's worth and I say this a lot in different shows I feel like we've left stuff behind us and if that's, if that makes me some sort of, uh, I don't know, what, what's the category? What, what, what am I, a molar, a complainer, a bottom red, or something like that? Well, yeah, whatever. You just, you know, whatever makes you happy, I'll take that. Because for me, we have left stuff on the table. We have this, this group of players. It's generationally excellent. We've had a horrific level of high opposition, which we know is has been in a way um in a very real visceral way uh, had the cards stacked against us in an unfair fashion but we still had the ability to get past that we still had enough about us to get past that on a couple of occasions and i think we should have done it more i don't think city's wealth and riches and all that kind of thing is is enough of an excuse i just I want shiny things. I want shiny things in the Liverpool cupboards. And I want that to start and restart soon under Klopp. And all this talk of a rebuild, 
I really hope it happens. I really, really hope it happens. I hope there's something um, positive that we can all be talking about this summer where, you know, as suggested in one of those articles, uh, I think Stevens won there that three midfielders are assigned uh, off talent and first team level. But, you know, maybe it's just me, but I'm not really feeling the optimism around that particular thing at the moment. Um, in terms of the podcast that are out, if you want to hear two lads of a certain age being sad whilst talking about Liverpool Bournemouth, me and Jim did their, did our best. In fact, to be perfectly honest with you, we put in a far heavier shift than that lot did, um, in the vitality, a uh, 70 minute plus podcast of us sort of scratching our, um, uh, follically challenged heads and talking about what we just witnessed. There's a Pro Plus, the not the Nina Cowser show, which has Guy stepping in for Nina, joined by Lisa Marie and Tom. Uh, that's uh, a good one. I think they did that one live, as they usually do. There's an AIP from um, the last Friday night, the night before the horror show, where we got to be happy and talk about the 7-0 and a few other bits and bobs. Um, I, I, that was a great chat with myself and Lisa Marie and Guy. Um, and there is a pro plus going back to the post conference presser for Bournemouth. I'm not sure if that was before or after the Bournemouth game, but it's usually before that Dave does those. So that's some of the things that are available for you there on anfieldindex.com. And I'm going to wrap this up, uh, now in a minute with just a quick random run through my my preferred website. I know Dave likes, obviously, to bring you through This Is Anfield, and I've, I've already quoted from the official website, and we've also had a look at our own, anfieldindex.com. But when I was writing, I always went to news now, because you never know what you're going to see in these aggregators. Uh, already the gold is dripping. Let's have a look at this. The first headline on News Now report, Liverpool think they can sign world-class star for £50 million. Now, I know what would be happening this if this was Dave. Dave would be saying, I wonder who this is. And I genuinely wonder who this is. I mean, I could make a guess. I'm thinking it might be the Chelsea boy. But I'm, 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 I'm just going to click on it and see. And lo and behold, Mason Mount it is. Now, this is from This Is Football. Uh, James Thompson there reckons that Liverpool are reportedly in pole position to secure a summer transfer deal for Chelsea midfielder Mason Mount. Uh, heavily linked with a move for Jude Bellingham. It's now been reported that the Reds are in the driving seat to secure a move for another English uh, midfielder. That's obviously Mount. Okay, interesting. The report also adds that Liverpool are currently at the front of the queue to land a deal for the midfielder, with the Reds believing a fee of around £50 million would be enough to take him out of Stamford Bridge after having discussions via third parties. Now, make of that what you will in terms of the veracity of said report, but it is interesting. Let's take another one. Why not? That was fun. Uh... Exclusive. Star's father drops clearest signal yet his son could sign for Liverpool. I presume this is Bellingham, is it? I think it's Bellingham himself uh, talks a lot about. Oh, no, no, no. It's Mount again. It's Mason Mount again. What's Mason Mount's LAD been saying? Let's have a quick look at this. Uh, we'll get to the point. Come on. 
At no point have they mentioned his father yet here. What's the... Where, where's the... Sorry, I know this is... Um, old man talks to himself on the radio, but I, I can't find any... Sources with knowledge of the 24-year-old situation have revealed that Mount's father has mandated an agent to sound out interest in his servants. Okay, that's a, a service. That doesn't tell us anything at all. Christ's sake. Okay, that was a bust. Let's go to next one. Report. 20 million Liverpool player missing from training today, set to miss Real Madrid tomorrow. Ugh. 20 million player. I mean, who is it that we got for 20 million that's. Tiago? Yeah, Tiago. As well as Tiago, Nabi Keita, Joe Gomez, and Luis Diaz are set to miss out as well. I think there was at least one other injury scare, but let's not do a bad news story. Um, Oh, <laughs> FSG investor reveals $350 million Liverpool regret after being shut down in takeover attempt. You know, do you know what? That's on the Liverpool Echo website. I'm not clicking on that because it's an absolute shit show. Pep Guardiola knows almost impossible Jurgen Klopp task amid major Liverpool transfer need. Pep Guardiola... Okay, this is from Liverpool.com. Pep Guardiola knows almost impossible Jurgen Klopp task amid major Liverpool transfer need. Good sentence. And by good, I mean shite. Let's just see what happens here when we go to Liverpool.com. And Josh Williams wrote this. I know, Josh, you probably didn't write that uh, headline. But why is, what the hell is going on here with this? Um, I'm, I'm curious now. In the summer, Jurgen Klopp had won all but one of the trophies that England had to offer, picking up the Premier League Carabao Cup and FA Cup over the course. It was a remarkable Liverpool tenure. The Germans then pointed back in 2015 with the Reds evolving. Uh, oh my God, this website is as bad as uh, the Echo pop-ups everywhere. The Reds evolving under his leadership to become champions. Oh, let's get to it. He kept the same tight-knit group. Yeah, okay, let's... Liverpool faced Man City to contest the community shield. The one piece of silverware that hadn't yet been secured. The Anfield side had lost each of his previous two. Where, where, can we get to the Guardiola bit? Oh my God, this is a huge piece, Josh. And I, I still don't see anything about Pep Guardiola. Simply put, Liverpool just doesn't seem as hungry as before when they are on the pitch. Fair enough. Klopp must tackle the dilemma this summer with Pep Guardiola accidentally offering an insight into what he must do. Okay, now this is 18 paragraphs later. Let's get to it. Speaking in a conversation with Rio Ferdinand last season. Cutting edge stuff here, Josh. The Manchester City boss was asked about how he manages to keep players motivated to achieve more success. You have to shake things up, he told PT Sport. Fantastic. That's super. With the same guys, he said, it's almost impossible. We change. Well, I am delighted that I went through all of that for that absolute nugget of genius um, from Pep Guardiola. Fair play. Uh, you know what? 
I think we should wrap it up there because we're getting to around about the kind of time that Dave does these. It's 22. Maybe this has gone long. I have no idea. Did I go long? If I went long, I apologize. I'm going to do one more for Dave, uh, recorded tomorrow night to go out on Wednesday. And then we will be on Raw together, uh, on Wednesday night to talk about the thing that's coming up. I've been Trev Denny. This is Daily Red. Um, Apologies, Dave, if I've made a balls here show. I will speak to you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.